is Ken Karkoff. I'm the Small Business Learning Director and a professor of small business at DAU. I'm also the co-producer of the All Things Small Business podcast. Uh, my fellow co-producer is Dr. Renee Reynolds. Uh, she supports us on all the videography and, and helping to do all the, the work behind the scenes on making this be a polished product. Uh, it's an opportunity today to have a distinguished guest, a colleague of mine, uh, Paul Willard. Uh, he happens to be a instructor of one of the courses we're going to talk about a little bit today. And before we get into the course and some things that are important to both of us and you as learners, I'd like, Paul, why don't you go to introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks, Ken. I'm Paul Willard. I'm a professor of contracting with the Mid-Atlantic Region for the Defense Acquisition University. Uh, I uh, primarily teach contracting courses, and I will know a lot of you folks possibly when you take some of those courses. But I also augment over to the small business office to assist Ken in uh, delivering uh, that information to the students out there. Well, Paul, we're certainly glad that you migrate down to small business <laughs> okay. every now and then. I'd love to have you. It's, it's always a joy teaching with you because uh, you're a storyteller at heart, and I really like that. I think adult learning, uh, they re really relate to stories. Uh, Paul said uh, the Mid-Atlantic region, for those of you that may not know what that means, it's sunny California, Maryland. Who knew there's a California, Maryland? It's about 55 miles southeast of Washington, D.C., right outside of Naval Air Systems Command, where they buy all the Navy, Marine Corps aircraft and programs of record, uh, just to give you a little idea of where we are. So, Paul, let's start with uh, the concept of the small business courses. As the learning director, I also have the uh, ability and the, the great opportunity, uh, which I really relish, which is to teach. Uh, the courses are all taught co-instructor. So we always have two instructors uh, with the students. All of the instructors are primarily contracting professors. Uh, they volunteer or sometimes they're told to volunteer uh, to teach small business courses as well. Paul, I think you volunteered. So why did you volunteer to help out? <laughs> well, my uh, boss came to me and he said, uh, what do you know about small business? And I said, well, I've worked for a lot of small businesses. Uh, matter of fact, I have been a small business myself. Uh, as an adjunct professor with my own uh, LLC, if you will. And plus, uh, it was my contracting uh, role when I was dealing with uh, acquisitions and writing contracts. Uh, oftentimes, I'm dealing with a lot of small business. So I said, well, I know a lot about small business, as a matter of fact, and dealt with quite a few. And he said, good, because we're looking for small business people to help out. So you're going to be uh, working with our small business team. And I said, well, it sounds great to me. Well, we definitely need you. You've been a great asset. I think you've been doing it for about a year or a little more than a year. Uh, student feedback is, is really good when, when we co-teach together, and I think you also teach with some of the other professors. Uh, we're excited about that, and I think what that means for the audience is Paul has the passion for small business. Uh, it is a passionate thing, whether you're a small business owner or you're a small business instructor, you're a small business professional in the government, uh, takes a special kind of person. Uh, I think all of us have that entrepreneurial spirit. Obviously, when you're, when you're making the bottom line and you're making those bonus payments over Christmas, it means a lot more to you uh, than it does to be a government instructor. But I think we all have that uh, passion. So thank you for, for sharing that with us. So you mentioned a little bit about your background with owning a small business or working with small businesses. So how do some of those skills that you have had in your past, how does that translate uh, to success in the classroom uh, for the learners? Well, understanding where the learner is coming from. Um, you know, anybody can go read a textbook or anybody can go read uh, materials or you know, take an online course, something of that nature. But the ability to actually connect with people who are working with the small business. Uh, the small business professionals that we have working, again, teaching small business, uh, 
Small business people are not aware of what's all involved with working for the federal government as far as doing government contracts, obtaining a contract, delivering on the product. Um, and one of the things that I came from in my background as, a, an, as an operator in the field in the military, uh, I always like to say, don't tell me I can't get my stuff. And the government provides so much material that's directly related to obtaining it from small businesses. They are almost half of the material the government obtains is from small business. And again, they're providing us with the materials, plus keeping that industrial base up in the United States because I know working, doing market research uh, with uh, trying to find people to provide the equipment, sometimes it's not there. And as, as while we're dealing with legacy systems, we're relying on the small business to provide us the materials. So it's critical for the government employee as well as the small business to work in a team relationship so basically the, the folks in the field can get the stuff they need to do the job. I think we all want that. We all want those warfighters to get what they need to get that mission accomplished, get home safely to their family. Uh, I think that that's dead on. You touched on a couple topics. You talked about the defense industrial base over the last decade or so. We've been losing, hemorrhaging a lot of small businesses. We're tasked by Secretary Austin and above up to the White House, the president, to, to regrow the defense industrial base. We talked about innovation coming from small businesses, the product and services. Uh, those are all really important topics. So I think your background allows you to kind of talk about experiences from being a buyer on the federal side, right. maybe being a, a producer uh, on the other side of what it means to work in uh, the defense space. We know that there's always barriers uh, to doing things with the federal government, and I'd, I'd say probably Paul's probably going to agree. Uh, if it's not number one, it probably is the top two, but I'm going to say it's number one. It's just really hard to do business with the federal government. You talked about reading. There's a ton of stuff they want you to read, whether it's regulations, whether it's statutory, whether it's policy. Just figuring out where do I go to find these things is extremely difficult. One of the things that the small business professionals pride themselves in, one of their primary responsibilities, is to educate those small businesses on how to do business. So what are some of the things that you can bring to the classroom, Paul, with your experience? When you're dealing with so much with, uh, with uh, small businesses who are trying to provide, most of us, you know, they think of, oh, well, I'll get a government contract. And I'll be I'll be rich, and, and I'm luck. <laughs> and I'm like, no, not necessarily. Now, you might get a government contract, and you might be able to feed your family. But if you're looking to get rich, it's not necessarily going to be the case. There is a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of information, and because of the fact that we have so many different branches of the services with unique responsibilities to provide the defense of the nation, it, everything, every acquisition is unique in its own. And when you say, well, you know, what can we do? They want to. They want to work for us. They do. We want them to work for us. We, you know, Congress has said we want to put money out to small businesses, not not just to help the industrial base, but when you start looking at again, and I always talk about the legacy systems. The famous one being B fifty two, first one rolled off the line in nineteen fifty two, and we're still flying them. And they're uh, flying for a while. They're going to fly for a while again. But you know, we can't just keep going out and buying new stuff. So you've got to keep that things alive. Now, the prime manufacturers that originally built them, you know, they're no longer keeping those production lines open. So who's satisfying that need? Small businesses satisfying that need. So we have to keep those folks involved and keep that industrial base. If we don't, then we're going to be relying on foreign governments that may not be wanting to do what we would like as far as our national defense. Uh, we're in competition. Absolutely. And uh, when we're in a competition, we need to keep that base here in the United States. It says we can supply the needs for whatever it is, whether it's a bolt, 
a playing a part, but those things keep you know keep them flying, keep them keep them going. So that's primarily that. And when the small business, they don't know. They they think, well, I'm going to get a government contract. Well, they don't know all the, the ifs, ands, or buts. Or they don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. Boy, Until, they don't know. And when they find out, it's like they wish they didn't know. <laughs> so as small business professionals, we're on the we're the key element, I guess, between the for the Department of Defense to make sure we're getting those things, to make sure they know how to fill out a form, to make sure they know how to make the application, to to understand what oh well we have to have cost and pricing data. Do you have an accounting system? Do, you know, a lot of businesses are moms and pops. Uh, the old classic, you know, uh, Art Collins built the, the the Collins radio. You know, he built it in his garage in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and said. Take my radio uh, to the to the North Pole so we can talk back to the United States. And then, of course, when we went to the moon, and he said, take my radio so you can talk from the moon back to the United States. Now we're talking about going to the moon again. You, you've got those critical things out there that said, you know, we need small business. And, you know, Collins Radio, of course, was built from just a guy building a radio in his garage. We have those folks still today, and they're doing great things. And they are innovative and creative. So we got to rely on them still. And they can provide the things we need because, again, it, it's not a gazillion dollars, but it's critical to what we need. So Absolutely. that's why it's important. And, and to them, it, to them is, and rightfully should be, uh, it, it is important for, for, the, for them to build that business. It's really critical that uh, the small business professionals understand that one of their primary roles is engaging with industry. And to think about, in many cases, you're likely to be the first person from your acquisition organization that that small business has contacted. You are basically the, the voice and, in many cases, the face of the organization. They have never contacted a program manager or a contracting officer from your, from your acquisition organization. They've reached out to you because they're told to reach out to the small business professional. Uh, you are a voice of calm. You are a voice of sanity. Uh, you're a friend. Phone a friend on the other side of the phone or the email, and they're, they're reaching out to you. So it's critical that the, the small business professionals understand that's one of the primary roles, and we're encouraging the small business listeners, if you're looking to do business, look for the small business professional. Try to go as low as you can. So if you're looking to do business with DOD, but you really think you would sell something that the Air Force buys, look to the Air Force, maybe at the service level, but try to find the command within the Air Force that probably buys uh, the product or service that you sell. So I mentioned earlier that uh, Paul is by nature a, a storyteller. So I've been watching a series about the food wars, and it's amazing how many times a war has been significant. You talk about craft. They had to figure out a way to get cheese that would have a longer shelf life and package it. It just turned out that when they figured it out, that World War One came online, and they had an ability uh, to send that overseas to feed the troops. So it is critical that the innovation that comes from small businesses does play a critical role throughout our history and going forward uh, with what our defense uh, f defense organizations really need for mission. So, Paul, talk about a little bit about your your uh, your storytelling. How, how, do, how does that apply? How do you do? How do you do it so well as part of your teaching style? <laughs> well, I guess two two things. One, I read a lot. Okay. Two, uh, I've got a memory like an elephant, I guess, and that's a good thing. Okay. But uh, and three, I've had a lot of experience uh, out there. Uh, successes. We all want to talk about the success. I always say, let's talk about the failures, because that's where we can learn. You know, because not everything's going to work. You know, because not everything's going to work. You know, you talk about like food. 
you know, World War II, they were going to shut down the candy companies in America. Right. That's right. And Hershey stepped up and said, wait a minute, you're going to, you're going to shut down my, my factories making, making Hershey bars? So he developed a bar, candy bar, that would not, that would, could stand the temperatures that the troops would have, a chocolate ration. And uh, matter of fact, came up with a tropical version. You know, uh, Tootsie Rolls, uh, same thing, you know. I love those Tootsie Rolls. You know, the M- Marines said they were really great for uh, plugging holes in, in, at uh, Chozon Reservoir in the equipment that had been shot up. Uh, but, again, you know, those, those kind of creative things that, that happen. Understanding that folks in the field, they don't necessarily have the background to understand all the technology. They don't know what they need to know. And so when, when dealing with those folks, I always try to get out in the field, talk to the, to the operator, you know, be it, be it the Marine, be it the sailor, uh, be it the, uh, you know, the pilot, and say, tell me what scares you. Tell me what you think is going to work. And then plus to sit down with, with a team of folks and help them. You know, when you're talking about small business, I always say go out and visit the small business. Sit there and talk to them and, and explain to them what a critical role they're playing. But as far as me teaching it, I always like to, you know, you know I say, well, we can. that's the text. That's the material that you need to know. But let's talk about application. Where were the successes that we've had? Where have been the failures that we have where we've, quote, learned? And so I like to tell those stories because those are real world. And not only do I like to tell them, but I like to get them from the folks in the field. Tell me where your success and failures have been. And I need to know just just as bad as it is good, tell me what's going on. Because that way we learn. And when we learn from experience of what actually happened, then that way we, we can relate to people. You know, talk to them in a language they understand, and that's the relationship. You know, that kind of that kind of information going out and coming back, that cross feed, that that back and forth. Uh, yeah, it's storytelling, but you know, it's also learning. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that networking, those relationships are critical. Peer to peer, government to industry, all about those things are, are absolutely critical. You mentioned the Tootsie Roll, and I was just thinking a couple of years ago. I went to the Marine Corps Museum, the, the Marine, the Museum of the Marine Corps, right outside of Quantico, and they do have the Tootsie Roll story about the, about Korea. You're talking yeah, about, yeah, about so, it was <laughs> they drop. Well, they sent a message yeah. up saying uh, Tootsie Roll was the uh, the code name for uh, mortar rounds. So the Marines uh, at Chosun sent a message back saying, "We need more Tootsie we Rolls." We need more Tootsie Rolls. So sure enough, somebody, uh, some smart engineer, <laughs> logistician, whatever. So the next thing that they got a big airdrop of Tootsie Rolls, really Tootsie Rolls. That's right. And so they looked at them and said, "Well, they're they're good to eat, but we find that if you soften them up and plug the holes in our equipment that have been shot up, and they freeze, they they make an excellent patch. So and yeah, the Tootsie Rolls, uh, you know." But again, that's the guy in the field saying, "Well, what can we do with these tootsie that's rolls?" Right. Besides, you know, we're going to use them to plug. Right. Innovate to win, absolutely, absolutely. And I think the students respond very well to the, to the storytelling. I mean, I mean, to me, that's something that's really important in in, uh, in adult education. You know, fun fact: you and I both found out we both got the educational specialist degree right, right. from Liberty University. Right. So let's give ourselves a bump for that. Right. Different years, different 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 things, but uh, it, it's really helped me as a as an instructor and a professor here. So as we kind of get down towards the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the time here to talk about this a little bit, um, what are some of the things that, that are important for the students to take away from this class? We have them in class for, what, a week? It's right. about five hours a day learning. Right. Uh, we give you an hour lunch. Just in case you're worried, you got we got to give you the lunch. But what are some of the big takeaways? Because it's one thing to sit in class and, and, and read something. 
It's another thing to be able to get the deep learning where you can go back and apply it and use it right now, real world, to solve real world problems. What are some of the things that, in your experience, you see the students really take back or, or that we're, we're helping them take that back? Well, there's a couple of things the students, you know, the benefit. Number one, before they take the course, get ready for the course. Okay. Um, you know, take an online, take the online versions of information, learn as much as you can to, from the course. Uh, to, to get ready for it. I mean, from the materials to get ready for it. Then actually when we get in the course, yes, we have the academic part. You know, here's the drilling objectives. Here's the enabling objectives. We've got to go through those to make sure you understand those type of things. But then we get into, okay, how does this really work in the real world? We rely on the students to talk to us. You know, I mean, I can sit here and lecture, but, you know, and you, you know, do you get it? You know, understand. But you have to interact with the professors. We have to learn from you because you're the, they're the experts. I always have a firm believer. If you want to know how to do something and make it right, talk to the people that are doing it every day. You folks out there in the field are doing it every day. We're going to learn from you. And by that sharing of information that you give us and that feedback, that's real time feedback, that's going to help us not only understand what are the issues today. Acquisition is a, is a team sport, number one. Nobody does it alone. If you do, uh, good luck. Number two, it's changing every day. Nobody, I mean, two, three years ago, nobody talked about artificial intelligence. Right. And now it's like, here's the, here's the thing. Uh, you know, we can go back and not want to dating myself, but, you know, computers have not been here that long as far as a time in history goes. Uh, cell phones, who would have thought? You know, these things, it's changing. Well, acquisition's changing. Relationships are changing. Communication's changing. Industry's changing every day. You know, we are trying to, in a lot of times, in especially engineering, um, teach stuff that to solve problems we don't know exist. So we got to rely on the students saying, this is what's going on in my real world. Uh, when we start talking about market research, going out and trying to find somebody, that's one of the things in the course we talk a lot about market research, being able to find the supplier that actually can give you the stuff you need to do your job. And so that's critical, just finding things. You know, I was sharing with you, Ken, about, you know, trying to find light bulbs right. for, for, for HF radios. And they said, well, we didn't buy any because they're not supposed to ever burn out or break. And actually going out and trying to find somebody that would make the light bulbs. That's really Cree. But, but we have to have the student interaction to get that. And plus that student is sharing that with other students right. where the fact they say, hey, can I call you later and talk to you because you've done this. And I need to know I've got to do it coming up. So that's what the key, I think, is for the student. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I, I, I was listening to you very intently, and I realized probably didn't do a very good job introducing the course. So you're probably wondering, what, what course are we talking about? So, so Paul's points were, were really important. There are things you can do to prepare for this course, other DAU courses. Be familiar with the FAR, Federal Acquisition Regulation, sections that apply for this course. FAR 19 is the small business section. FAR Part 10, which is the market research. FAR Part 2, there's some definitions in there. You want, you want to be familiar with those. You want to be familiar with the uh, statutory, uh, the, you know, law. You want to be familiar with the regulations we talked about. And then there's defense, federal acquisition regulation system. Uh, we teach at the DOD level, so we really don't get into the service level uh, documents. Uh, you, but you want to be familiar with those as you do your job. You want to be familiar with policy documents. Pay attention to what's going on in the world Paul mentioned acquisition changes. We talked about competition. Competition for cost and price is a good thing. Competition with competitors that don't have the same strategic and national and economic goals that we have, that's a whole different competition that Paul mentioned earlier. 
So be familiar with what's going on in, in the acquisition landscape. There's a, a, a rule change uh, with the way service-disabled veteran-owned small businesses uh, will need to be uh, certified by the contracting officer to be eligible for award. Certification is from the SBA, but to be certified that they're able to get the award, that's the way the small business classes are taught, the ones that are instructor-led. There's five courses that comprise a small business credential. This is one of them. This is the introductory level. The earlier course that Paul mentioned, SBP 1010, is an online course. That course is open to anybody, government, industry, academia, anybody can take that course. The virtual courses are only open to DOD students in the defense acquisition workforce so that the small business professionals can work towards their credential. But the two online courses, SBP 1010 and SBP 2010, are available. Both courses are, are fairly new. Uh, one was deployed, I think, a year ago, February. The other one probably uh, less than a year ago. So they're both uh, fairly new, really redone courses, a lot of good information. You could get something out of that course, whether you're government or industry or academia. So, Paul, I think this has been a, re a really good opportunity to talk about it. What would be the, the, the one thing, I guess, this would be like you're a lawyer now. Okay? I'm making you a lawyer. So what, what's your closing argument you want to make for the, for the learners to get out of this, this session today? It's a classic, um, you can get out of it what you put in it. And I would encourage you to, uh, you know, don't be bashful. Uh, share your stories, your successes and your failures. Uh, all of our courses are taught uh, non-attribution. We don't go back to your boss or go back to somebody and say, you wouldn't believe what this guy said or this gal said. We don't do any of that. We want to hear the success and failures. So you've got to interact with us. Plus, we want to make sure you're understanding what's going on. Um, if you're quiet, we don't know because it is a virtual environment. It's it's you're not. I can't walk around the classroom and say, "Are you getting it?" Uh, or look for you that glazed look in your eyes, like I don't think you understood what we just talked about. Got to make noise. Got to participate. So participate. Don't be bashful. We're not looking to uh, you know. We're looking for those experiences that you've got in the real world because that tells us what's going on. And like I said, and Ken said, it's changing folks quickly. You know, Ken puts out a, a weekly notice on here's the weekly news for small business that's coming from uh, from the, uh, the the White House or from Congress or whatever. So we have to keep up with the dynamics of what's going on. And um, and if I were to give you another clue, get up from behind your desk and go visit the small businesses. Go out there and see what's going on. Ask them what you can do to help them be better. They'll tell you. and uh, Or they'll tell you, this is smart or this is not so smart. But they'll tell you. But again... Don't be passive. You know, be aggressive in your job because that's what's going to make you successful. Okay. Well, Paul, thank you very much. I think this has been great. I've learned. I'm excited. Obviously, you're excited and, and passionate. So if you don't mind, maybe we'd like to have you back at another future time and talk a little more general about the small sure. business process and, and teaching here at DAU and some application. Would that be okay? Be great. Love to. Thank you. Thank you, sir.